It's Song Talk Radio. Welcome to Song Talk Radio, the show with songwriters talking to other songwriters about the craft of songwriting. We share tips, tools, and techniques, and together we all become better at writing songs. I'm your host, Neil Modi, and with me, my co-host, Phil Emery. How you doing, Phil? I am very well, thank you. Very happy to be here, and I'd like to be here again. Thank you. All right. Very good to have you on the show, of course, Thank as you very usual. Much. All right. And uh, tonight, uh, we're very happy to be showcasing three more of our listeners' songs as answers to our songwriting challenge for 2023, uh, to write a song in an unusual mode. Um, Indeed. Before we get to that, send your comments and questions too at Song Talk Radio on Facebook or Instagram or feedback at songtalk.ca for the email and we'll share your thoughts on the show. And please visit songtalk.ca to see the show post for this episode, to find links to resources we mentioned and to download lyric and chord sheets to follow along with the songs that we feature. And um, this week, of course, we had uh, our monthly uh, Song Talk meetup. Uh, this week it was live in person at the Transact Club in downtown mm. Toronto. I hosted it um, just a couple of days ago. Had a good little turnout, about uh, 10 people or so. So it was nice and intimate and um, uh, a couple of new faces and nice. familiar faces, which was which was pretty good. Uh, you know, pretty much everyone shared a song. There were, for, there were a couple of newbies that, you know, weren't quite ready to share something, which is perfectly cool. You're always welcome to come to the meetup and just hang out and uh, and contribute to the conversations and stuff. You don't necessarily have to share a song. That's um, what I did when I first came. I actually just, I yeah. just, I sat there and listened because I had no idea what the format was like or what you had to do. And so yeah. that's, that's a great way of just coming to sort of see what the situation is like. And then the next time I presented a song and I, I think you were there actually that time. Right. Okay, so. cool. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, you know, and anything goes. We had we had a, we had a first timer who was who was amazing. She she contributed to the conversation all the way through and, nice, <laughs> and yeah. shared her own song and everything. And and uh, my 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 friend Nabil was was there, and he actually had had two songs to share, even though he only played one, but then he played like the beginning of the second one because his concept is like like an album where the songs sort of ah. flow together and thematically join together and there's an A part and a B part and sort of, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting to see someone, you know, start to construct something that's, you know, mm. bigger than just one song and kind of a thematic conceptual cool. thing <laughs> happening. <laughs> it's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, it was, it was great. I actually shared my, um, my updated uh, version of, of our songwriting challenge song, mm. of which um, I've since the meetup, I got little chicken scratches on my own notes and some other people made notes, which is very handy for handing out lyric sheets so people can scratch their own notes on, on your lyric sheet and you take them back and then you see what they oh, have to say yeah. about your song. And so, I don't know, my verses have just been like, I've revamped them so many times now. <laughs> Like from the, like demolished and ground up, demolished and rebuilt, demolished and rebuilt. So I hope you haven't changed the shoelaces bit because that is so hooky. No, no, I, I went, I went back to the shoelaces. Yeah, and oh, which, yeah. Which, which I agree is a much stronger hook. But yeah. um, I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, twice at the meetup now, I've whole, I've, I've heard people say that shoelaces is a thing, but most people just say laces. And 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 the fact that I'm referring to old shoelaces, then it should be old laces, not shoelaces. I'm not sure about that notion. I don't think. Yeah, that might be true, but I don't think it. it the line doesn't scan as well. No, you know, doesn't. shoelaces runs off the the tongue much better than old shoelaces. Or old laces, because if I want to do the same yeah. syllable count, then it's give me my old laces. Yeah. You know, which doesn't like old lace, like the the the, the consonant yeah. um, friction doesn't quite it doesn't quite no, roll as no. well as shoelaces. Yeah, shoelaces is definitely yeah. Shoelaces, you got a vowel bumping up against yeah. the consonant, which is smooth. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it's a wonderful line. So yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, but it's just it's just the verses, the content of the verses, the storytelling, the verses. You know, yeah, you keep flip flopping and kind of just going back to. You know what I feel is maybe the most interesting thing to say. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, but otherwise it was it was an awesome meetup. It, it, you know, it, it went um, it was pretty short actually. I still gave everyone you know a good 12, 15 minutes for each person. And still, we got through like seven people, and we still That's had great. to chit chat at the end and hang out and stuff. So that is cool. so nice. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. the uh, in person meetings were so great. Yeah. You really got to meet people. You got to know them. It's I mean, online is fantastic, and it's. Mm -hmm. It's great to meet our, you know, have people who come to every online meetup and they're from all over the world. 
Yeah. Which is awesome. Amazing. But it's, yeah. you know, having, being able to sit down and, and have a beverage with someone is, is pretty special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. And the transact treats us really well. They give us that room in this space for free. Yeah. And they're really good to us. So I always encourage people to, to buy a drink and share a drink. And yeah. And people are even asking, like, how does this work when you guys do it online? Like online, to be honest, we get more recordings. Yeah. You know, very few people can can play live. Although it is a lot easier. You literally in Zoom just turn your original sound for musicians on and you're good to go. That is so, true. That is the big difference. Live. Yeah. And, and they didn't have that. Like when the pandemic first started, they didn't have that quickie button. You had to go into the settings and change yeah. like three different things. Now it's just one switch. Very yeah. easy. And, and it's, it's much better that way. But, like it um, even says four musicians. Yeah, exactly. It says four musicians. <laughs> like they knew, they knew where all the complaints were coming from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, sure. got to hand it to Zoom. They've actually been very responsive. I, yeah. When they first came out, you could re uh, record every um, attendee's uh, audio as a separate stream, which is very good for us podcasters. Mm -hmm. The problem is that it would... If someone didn't talk for a while, it would stop recording and then automatically start recording afterwards. So I think if after a while, all the streams would be out of sync. And I yeah. wrote them an email and said, this is stupid. The only person who would want to use this is people who want these things in sync. And uh, they actually said, oh, that's an interesting point. And I don't know if it was me who, it was me. I'm going to say it was me who yeah, caused the sure change. You. And you can all send me five bucks for, to thank me. <laughs> For that change and yeah, well absolutely. worth it, I think. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, yeah, that was a very welcome change. Um, yeah, because when, yeah, if you're recording multiple streams, you gotta have it all start at zero. Yeah. <laughs> very <laughs> much. Stop. All right. Uh, and you had a little something to. Yes. Well, about? you know, moving to another um, another province, a faraway province is a bit of a. It's a bit of a drag because, you know, I don't get to go to the in-person meetups and, um, you know, my my network and the people I know, I, I get to talk to, but I talk to them on Zoom and that's, it is not the same. But I was very excited to find out that Matthew Reed, one of our um, guests who've been on many times, was actually in town um, providing live music for a... Uh, uh, acrobatic um, art piece. Wow. There is a, yeah, every year in St. John's, there is a circus week. Cool. They have all these uh, circus uh, performers from all over the world. And uh, yeah, um, uh, Matthew was sent out some emails and uh, on Facebook and he said, hey, I'm going to be in town. You want to get together? So went and saw his production, which was really good. Cool. And it was, uh, it was great. Matthew's been um, a co-host a few times and have been a guest a few times and a, um, a very talented uh, professional um, uh, musician and songwriter. He does a lot of music in, for theater and um, scoring and, and stuff. Yeah, he's yeah, a composer as well. Yeah, yeah. So really, really neat stuff. So that was kind of fun. That's cool. Yeah. That's nice. You know, that's nice to see you. So everyone out there, you can stop by St. John's, you know, by plane, it's not so far. Mm -hmm. By car, sure. it's quite far. By car, it's a little ways out there for sure. It is, yes. <laughs> it's about as east as you can get in Canada. Literally, just down the street is as far as east, as far east as you can get, actually, in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Boy, oh boy. All right. And speaking of people from all over the world, our, um, our awesome listeners... Um, we got another batch of our listener songs for the for the songwriting challenge, and it's so cool to see everyone own up to this challenge and and try playing around in modes. Because I know, oh yeah, you know, it's always you know it's been a scary thing for a lot of people. I think it's like modes, no, oh yeah, <laughs> not, not easy to breach that subject with a lot of songwriters. Oh, it is. It's been I think it's been a struggle for people, but that's that's kind of the whole point is to struggle yeah. to. You know, cause it's so easy as songwriters to sort of go, well, this is too hard. I'm just going to do what I know how to do because, yeah. you know, it's going to be successful. Mm -hmm. And pushing yourself to do something where, which may not be successful is is very good for you. But it's it's kind of like exercise. It's it's easier thought yeah. of than done. For sure. For sure. And I think I think part of the reason that it's it's scary for a lot of people is a lot of people tend to consider their lyrical content as the driver of the, yes. the tone of the song. But of course, tone 
and notes <laughs> and and your melody choices and intervals and things like that are also it's a little it's a little more ethereal you can't point to a, a particular phrase or word and say this is you know a very emotional thing you can yeah. point to a chord change and go wow that really hit me yeah that's true it, it made me feel a certain way i can't really put it into words how it made me feel but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is there and it certainly and it certainly gives you gives you a feel i mean you know, and and um, and, and the and the, the listener answers today. We we, we sort of save, save the darker modes for this episode. The first episode mm -hmm. of listener songs tend to be a little closer to major or minor, right. or whatever. But a couple of the uh, listener uh, songs that we're sharing today dared to go into Phrygian, which is pretty dark mode. You know, no, no, mo most notably used by like heavy heavy metal bands and, yeah. <laughs> and really dark stuff, right? So it's interesting uh, the the answers um, that, that that a couple of them uh, came up with. So yeah, and these are great um, songs too. Yeah, and they're fantastic songs. So yeah. looking forward to to, to this. Um, so we're going to start with uh, Victor Hathaway. And um, he wrote to us and said, please find attached lyric PDF and MP3, my answer to the 2023 challenge. I would be honored to be considered. It's in D Phrygian with a possible unintended modulation to B flat Ionian, which is major, um, in the last verse. My theory is weak here. All the chords belong to D Phrygian, but it feels like the tonal center has shifted. Um, so he's talking about that last verse where it feels like he just goes back into major. Um, right. I chose Phrygian because I had never used it before and also because of its storied rep for being dark, in quotes. I think David Bennett rates it as the darkest mode after Locrian. David Bennett's one of the, one of the really popular YouTubers. Um, it's a favorite among death metal bands. I hear um, Adam Neely, another awesome YouTuber, I got four or five other YouTubers together for a challenge to write a happy song in Phrygian. <laughs> I didn't try to write a happy song, but I wondered if I could catch a sense of darkness that wasn't evil or satanic. I mm. think there are varieties of darkness besides the absence of light, the way that the world seems luminous in a different way after your eyes have gone from cone mode day vision to rod mode night vision. One sees the dark in another light, as it were. This was a fruitful exercise for me as a composer because it scrambled my notions of melody and my usual bag of tricks for setting harmony as the chord sequence has different functions. I started with a chord progression and went through several melodic lines and grooves until the present one, revolving around the characteristic note E flat, finally coalesced out of the dark, dragging a theme in tow. Fiat looks. <laughs> Note, the Humane Society has certified that no goths were sacrificed to Cthulhu in the making of this song. <laughs> that was a great post-text to his thing. So yeah, so if, if you're, yeah, so Phrygian, the, 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 the remarkable thing about Phrygian is the flat two, right? right. Your so second note, is your second, in, in every other mode except for Phrygian and, and Locrian, your number two is, is a tone away from your root note. Right. If you're in D, then you're going to an E. But here you're going from a D, your second note in the scale is an E flat, right? right. So it's a really dissonant interval um, so, to, yeah. to play with. So the, so the two is flat, the three is flat, and the five is, I think... Um, the five is natural. No, I think the five is diminished, isn't it? The five chord is, is diminished, but in, yeah, in the five, scale... It's, yeah, it's, the it's, five it's is diminished, five. and then the, sev uh, the seventh is flat. So no, 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 the, no, the six is flat, and then the seventh is flat. Yeah, yeah. right. The the six is a major chord. The seven is a is a minor chord. So um, in C, it would start off with C minor. So mm -hmm. it's uh, so it's minor. Um, the two is major. The three is major. Mm -hmm. The four and the five are minor, with you know minor third. The six is major and the seven is minor. Yeah. So in C, it would be C minor, D sharp, um, D flat major. D flat, yeah. Uh, D flat, D flat major, E flat major, major uh, seven. And then the four would be the F minor. And then the five would be the G diminished. G diminished, yeah. And then the six would be A flat. And then the seven would be B flat minor. B flat minor, yeah. So the two and the three and the six and the seven are, seven flat. are flat. Right. Yeah. And the minor is our and the minors are one, one, four, and five. Well, one, four, seven. One, four and five, seven. Yeah. 
Five is diminished. But well, five is diminished. So yeah. Kind of bracket that. I don't think. I don't think uh, Victor used a diminished chord in his song. Yeah. Um, well, diminished chord chords are weird. They're hard to to work with. But they uh, they are. They I, I I have used them in the past as a as a passing chord mostly. Yeah. You're an order augmented chord. You use it as a passing to go from one thing to another thing. You don't really dwell on it for too long because it gets weird. Yeah. Um, but he, you know, but like his his opening chord progression in his song is D minor C minor. Right? Yeah. So he's going he's going from the one to the seven, and they're both minors. So that, that that's definitely pulling out a bit of that a bit of that Phrygian quality. Yeah. I think. Um, but it's it was when he start uses when he because it's in D minor or D Phrygian when he starts incorporating the E flat major chord. That's when it really starts feeling a little more a little more yeah. Phrygian. And that's, you know, again, a, a tip with working in modes is to consciously hit those um, altered notes of the scale. Yeah, yeah. And of course, yeah. when you, and you know, and when you go, when you go to from the D, D minor to the C minor chord, the third in the C minor chord is that, is that E flat note. Yes. So it, it is incorporating that tone. Yes. In, 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 the, in the chord, and, and I haven't investigated the melody that closely, but... It almost—it feels like it's in his melody too, quite frankly. Right. Yeah. All right, let's okay. take a listen. All right, "Vanishing Point" by Victor Hathaway. I am. I am a shadow that flickers around your flame. You shape me out of darkness because your light not only shines, it dances. Vanishing Point by Victor Hathaway. I really like that because even though it is um, a dark and somewhat uh, challenging mode, it didn't sound like it didn't sound clashy and it didn't sound, 
you know, like sometimes when you try unusual chord choices, it can sound jarring and uh, forced. And this doesn't sound j jarring or forced. It's really good. It reminded yeah. me a bit of a psychedelic phrase. I was trying to actually go for something like this and went with mine. But um, I love that his line, I am the weather that tumbles beneath your sky. Yeah. That is such a great metaphor, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of great um, imagery here. Roll me out of vapor, because your breath not only moves like storm of image. Yeah, it's just yeah. great, great, great stuff. It, it's really interesting how, um, yeah, how how smooth it is, and and the use of the ukulele in, you know, it's, yeah. it's almost it's almost like okay, death metal fans, I'm gonna do this on ukulele. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it in frigid because you, you could imagine this this song might even work like as a heavy metal song. Oh yeah, definitely could. Right. If you if you if you if you did that kind of dressing on it, then it it, it it could certainly it could certainly work like that because you 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 get the you get the oddness of the melodies in the first verse, but once once your ears attuned to where he's going with the mode and the and the and the unusual intervals, after that it just sort of feels like it like it like it belongs, right? That's true, and it's um, I think. We're always talking about, you know, when you write a song, it's good to take it on to another instrument because other instruments have different kinds of voicing. If you're doing this on a guitar, like D minor and um, D minor and C minor are, um, you know, like the D minor is higher than the C minor. So mm -hmm. you go da, 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 da. And that has a certain feel to it. But because he's doing it on... Um, you know, on a uke, is that the voicings are different. So the C minor sounds kind of brighter than it would on the guitar, which would actually be, which would sound down. Right. So that kind of gives it a bit of lightness as well, which, you know, you wouldn't get if you were doing this on a guitar. Huh, so interesting, yeah. It's, you know, ukuleles are cheap and they're fun to play and it's easy to learn. So it's great to sort of take your songs and do it on the piano, even if you just play block chords or do it on a ukulele, to kind of hear different voicings you wouldn't normally do because we tend to sort of do the same voicings all the time. I mean, hell, I do. Especially guitar guitar players, we do a bar chord and just move it up and down the neck, you know? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, was always, I mean, even, even when I'm writing on piano, like I'm always mindful of what the top note is. Right, that kind of drives the, yeah. the melody shape of the piano riff, whatever whatever it is. So you're always, yeah. you're always being mindful of what that what that top note is. But yeah, and then then of course his last verse, where where it does even even lyrically he gets a little bit brighter. Right, am I awake? Do I dream? What do I know? What can I believe? That's a bridge, though, isn't it? Well, it felt like uh, a bridge. Well, it, it kind of is, but except that it's except that it's yeah, you know what? It is kind of a bridge, except it's not bridging to anywhere. It just ends. The song kind of ends after that. It kind of goes back to his his yeah. instrumental opening riff. So in that sense, it is it is kind of a bridge. Um, he called it his last verse. Mm -hmm. But I, I think I think you're right. It is it is very different. It's different enough to be called a bridge. But it but his his contention was that he went back into B flat major, which he kind of does. Yeah. And and interesting okay. that which is which is fine. But the interesting thing too is all almost all of the chords he's using there also exist in D Phrygian. Yes. Right. So they're all the same chords. It's just a matter of, you know, the, the the mode also is where your home base is. So you can still use the same chords in a in in a in the, that are in a mode, but if your but if your home chord is the sixth chord, <laughs> for yeah. instance, then then it's gonna make me sound like it's in, in the major key of, of that yeah. of that degree, right? Yeah. So you know, you know, but you know, six and one half does the other. But I really like the very end. I am the shape around your form. It went from E flat and then E flat minor. It went from the yeah. four major to the four minor. Something I've always wanted to do in a song, but I've never done that. I've heard it's 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 more common than you think. Yeah. <laughs> and just as a passing thing to sort of bring you back. Yeah. It's really nice. Uh, it's a really nice touch. Um, yeah, it's great. I kind of wanted to hear it go back to the verse after his last verse, because to me it sounds more like a bridge, but... Uh... And I like yeah. the verse a lot, so. Yeah, and, and that's maybe why. I mean, it may have been just an intuitive thing to bring it back to at least the instrumental of the verse. Yes. For for like a little bit. But then but then he actually, at the very end, he gives a touch of brightness um, and, and flips the G minor into a G major. Yeah. 
right? That's nice. Sort I love of, those things. Which gives it a nice bright tone at the very end. Yeah. It gives it some some very gentle movement without it being too obvious. So it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's quite a, I don't even know if it's subtle necessarily, but it's soft. Yeah, <laughs> yeah excellent, yeah. excellent stuff, Victor. Really, really Great cool. Stuff. Okay. Let's move on to uh, Gerben Westerfeld. And uh, Gerben wrote to us, said, uh, I'm a loyal po podcast listener, very inspiring. Thank you, Gerben. Um, yeah. About the modes, I tried to figure out how to use modes. It's kind of hard to get a grip on it. In a way, it is simple. Place C major and start somewhere else in the scale. But then, dot, 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 <laughs> this song is my take. I'm not sure how to look at it, but the verse changes a few times from major to minor. The song starts in C major, then changes to C minor, etc. The chorus changes to E minor or G minor. He's not really sure. Uh, well, it's a great challenge um, anyway. Uh, about the song, I'm Dutch, but I think it doesn't make sense to write a song in Dutch. I tried English lyrics. Any weird danglish? <laughs> the song is about the feeling um, that you're in the wrong place or, or time. Everything is fine, but it seems better to leave. Somehow I think the mood of the song uh, reflects this feeling. So so Gerben, I think, is... is um, He's playing more with modal interchange. He's not definitively in one mode or another. Mm -hmm. He's he's really playing with like starting in major and then flipping a couple of the chords to be minor. You know, just, it's, 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 it's sort of like Victor was doing at the end of his song. He went from the four major and then moved to the four minor. You know, Victor's doing yeah. that just as a as a as a usual um, thing um, in, in in his song. So it's quite it's quite cool. Yeah, this is great. Um, here's a bit of random uh, trivia. One of uh, one of band I really liked, mm. which I've not been able to find, but they're actually a Dutch band. Oh, and they're called Dumar. Dumar, okay. And they were kind of like a reggae band. My friend had a oh, tape, really? uh, tape from them back in the eighties uh, uh, or nineties, I think. Wow. Okay. And um, yeah, they were really great songs, and it was all in Dutch. Huh. And um, so they had a song called Dancing Natalie, um, mm. which I think that was the only English part. But it was a great band. So anyone out there who knows what happened to Dumar or how it could get more of their music, I'd really like to know. They were really eBay. cool. <laughs> I've done a search. Well, because I also don't know how to spell it. Ah. Uh, because it's, it's to be I think it's D-O-E-D-O-U-M-L-O-E and then M-A-R, maybe? I don't know. Oh, well, well, Gerben might be might be a resource for you to tap into. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you may very well know. Okay. That's right. Um, so yeah, so we should we take well. Let's just talk about the chords a little bit. So in in his verse, he's got C major seven, E flat major seven, which is if you're in major, that's out of key. But then he goes to F major seven, which is in key with the C. But then he goes to from F major to F minor, mm. that, that same sort of move, the four major to four minor. And then in his chorus, he, he is quite definitively in E minor. E minor, A minor, D minor, G7. That's all right. pretty pretty definitively in E minor. Um, and that's, that seems to be where his home chord is for that. So it's interesting. He's just sort of he, he playing with modal interchange. He's just flipping a few majors and minors um, from their usual places. And uh, he gets an interesting interesting tonality out of it, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, a, it's, it's another great tune, I think. All right, so let's take a listen. This is called That's the Way It Is by Gerben Westerveld. in the garlands and tonight it's too late it's time to go some fool silent and really don't know that's the way it is everybody's dressed to the Go, go. 
I love the chorus in this song. It is so smooth and cool. Like, oh man, (laughs) such a great hooky melody. And well, and what's great is you know the way he's uh, painting a picture in your mind with his words. The everybody is dressed to the nines. You know, like you really have an idea that the music and the subject matter is very well tied together. Yeah, you know, so it's like it does. It, it it feels like one thing, you know, and it's yeah, it's just such a great, and I love that that over the you know those uh, chords uh, that he ends on and starts a song with. I think that's such a great. It's it's so melodically. So what's what's the mode of that? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it's a, it's a if you, if you don't consider the sevens for a moment, it's C E flat F F minor. Right, so it's kind—it's kind of like he's—he's he's throw. I mean, you can say he's throwing a flat three in there with the E flat, except the the C major chord has the E natural in it. So he's—he's he's definitely modally interchanging. He's just flipping a thing here and there, and then F major, and then F minor. So he's going, you know, from a major third to a minor third. It, it's you know, there, there's not—he's not definitively in one mode or another. He's just—he's just doing a little interchange. Yeah, because Mixo has like a major one and then a minor, that's a diminished three. Yeah. 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 I don't think you're going to find that it's, that it's in one. In one, one specific one, mode. In one specific mode. He's, he's flipping, which is, which is fine too. I mean, yeah. that, when we say playing around with modes, I mean, the challenge for me was to work in one mode because this sort of thing, I do this all the time. Yes. I'll throw I'll throw a E flat major into a C major progression just because I like this tonal yeah. thing. It's cool, right? Um, I like to be fancy. I like to be fancy and I like to have more chords in there, right? But here, like, you know, it's okay to just, you know, and we even said at one point on the podcast that that's a good way to start is just consider all the chords in your major chord progression and take one of them that's a major and flip it to minor. Take one of the minor yeah. chords and flip it to major and see yeah. what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Right? And that's all he's doing here, really. I mean, E flat seems a little out of place, but it, you know, C C major to E flat major is is not the weirdest thing you can do. No. Um, 
it's you know I've, I've done that before it's a, it's a little it's a little out there but again yeah. you know like if you repeat it enough in your song you'll, your listener will get used to it that is true actually yeah and it, work, it works well and it's again not you know not jarring at all not jarring very 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 smooth i love the yeah. way you included a little instrumental break right after the first chorus you don't hear that very often anymore yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to appreciate that more i know that's not yeah. you know for you know that won't be make it into a radio hit but i think many of us aren't really concerned about that let's be honest yeah you know yeah so and many of us you know many of us curmudgeons like to hear those instrumental things that's true but you know, but but it's it, it's just it it goes with the vibe of the song. Like it's just we're just we're taking our time. The verses are kind of spacious, you know. They're they're not rushed. Yeah. The, the chorus does pick up a little bit in energy, and sort of density. Yeah. Um. But even that is still very smooth. And Beautiful then, song. And you break into a little instrumental thing before you. Yeah, absolutely verses. great. Very smooth and, and, and no bridge. I don't really think it needs it. No, it doesn't because there's so much happening chordally and melodically. Mm-hmm. That I think a chord, like a bridge, would just kind of be one more thing, and I think it would be too much. Yeah. And um, you know, so you don't always have to have a bridge. It's just no. if you have maybe much more straightforward verses and and straightforward choruses, a bridge really does need to cleanse the palate, where you don't need it in this mm-hmm. in this song. Yeah, and and his verses are fairly long. Yeah terms of time like they, they they do take their time to get through and there's you know eight lines of lyric to get through and yeah it's you know it's it's, it's a good smooth moving easy going easy going kind of piece it's really nice yeah it's uh yeah it is a definitely a great uh, great great tune really nice stuff all righty all right okay so we move on to greg frazier our third yes, and let's final do that. uh so greg frazier he uh, yields from uh, springfield illinois and um, I don't know if that's where the Simpsons live. Um, <laughs> I Neil and Phil. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to your podcast for the last four years or so, but this is my first time submitting something. This one changed a bit and became a little less modal than intended, but there are still some moments in there. The verses are in E minor, but I borrow the B6 from the major scale. The pre-chorus is in A Phrygian dominant has both the A and the B-flat chords in the progression. So A major, B-flat major, which is cool. kind of interesting. Um, the chorus is in A minor, but borrows B-flat from A Phrygian and the A7 and B7 from the A major <laughs> scale. So he's borrowing all over the place, going all over the place. The bridge, is in, the, the bridge is in E minor, same as the verses, but borrows A7 and B7 from, from the major scale. So I think, I think he's, 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 he's tr- he tried to go into a mode, but, but couldn't help himself to open up yeah. to like the major five, and, you know, that <laughs> sort of thing. So, Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Um, and this is... Um, yeah, and, and you know, in very high contrast to uh, to Gerben's song, he's got uh, he's got verse, chorus, pre-chorus, bridge. He's got everything in the song going yeah. on. <laughs> it's a lot of stuff happening here. But again, not a song that sounds jarring. No, not at all. It's, it all you sounds know? very. It all sounds like it's all well put together and nothing out of place and nothing weird. So, because I think when most of us started writing songs. They often are, you know, if you're tr- if you're trying to actively not do, you know, rock and roll one, four, five things, they will be jarring. And none of the stuff we've had so far this year has been jarring. It's been very yeah. impressive. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. I like it. Okay, yeah. let's have a listen. Um, I'm coming home by Greg Fraser.
It's, it's got a great groove. Sometimes this kind of stuff can sound a bit plodding and a bit kind of um, square, for lack of a uh, better Ooh. word, you know, kind of. But this actually grooves all the way through. And I and the, it's got a great chorus, you know, yeah. um, especially on the on Will the Gates Be Open Wide. It's like so hucky in the pre-choruses. Yeah, what a great tune. Yeah. I love how like every section of his song has something really interesting in it. Like the verse has got yeah. that awesome little minor riff thing. Really yeah. cool riff. Very simple, but very cool. 
And and you're right. It's it's like I was I was counting it. It was like it's like a twelve eight kind of group. Like it's really yeah. You know, or, or everything's in triplets. Like it's it's got it's got some movement to it, right? And then even his melodies in the verse, like fall at my feet, unresolved and complete. You know, like there's staccato notes and there's legato notes, and it's you know, like the phrases are all different melodic structures and stuff. Like he's a lot. There's a lot of variety. Yeah, um, there really is. Song. But and it doesn't then, sound all all over the place. No, there is that one jarring moment in the pre-chorus where he changes time signature, and I'm not sure exactly what it is. It's, it's really kind of bizarre. Oh, is it like in the middle line there? Like in the yeah, as the stars yeah. look down, and in, in the in the in the lyric sheet, he's got notators like G six A B flat at E. It very is three chords changing very quickly. It's bam bam bam, yeah, kind of thing. And the the most the best I could count it was like it's it's all in twelve eight, but then that one little bar is like is like eight eight. It's like eight eight notes instead of twelve. Okay, and it, and it's just for like one bar. And three times in the pre-chorus, and I'm like, that—that that is, it, it really, it really kind of throws you for a bit of a twist. But I liked it because it wasn't, again, it wasn't jarring, but it kind of made you pay attention. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's it's so easy to do something that's weird and and sticks out as being weird. That yeah. was just a little bit of a a difference, which just kind of. Told you, which, yeah. which which made you pay attention, which is the whole. Well, it totally idea. makes you pay attention. It's like, oh, what was that? And then you get back into the groove, yeah. almost right away, right? And it's like, okay, that's really cool. But yeah, really strong chorus. I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Like for all the complications of the verse and and and, and pre-chorus. Yeah. You know, I'm coming home. I'm coming home. Very very simple. Yes. Nice and nice and F and F major A minor, like very kind of. And that's what makes it work. Thing. Actually, is the sim. Well, I mean, it's still not that simple. Of chorus frankly no but no, no right when the gates will open wide the second yeah. half of the chorus gets all gets a little twisted but it's really cool but i think it is important to have the contrast if you're going to have a complicated verse and complicated um pre-chorus is that you need you need a simple chorus so people can kind of grasp onto it and then you know kind of sing along that's really what the point of a chorus is you know yeah. Yeah. It's the sort of come on, we're all together on this in this you know together type thing. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. He's got way fewer words in the chorus and yeah. nice, simple, strong sing songy melody. Yeah. And um, yeah, just really solid, really solid. We have awesome, awesome listeners. So what what mode did he say he was working in here? Oh, he was all over the place. E minor, but borrowing this. Frisian dominant, but borrowing that. A minor, borrowing this. E minor, borrowing something else. <laughs> He's gonna give back all these chords he's been borrowing. I know. What the heck? Borrowing a commission. His chords are not free, you know, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah these are back? great. These are great tunes. I really. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, away. like we like we say, like just because it's modal does not make it, you know, sound weird. No, no, it like, doesn't. Actually, all, all these songs just sound like they're together and they were intended to be this way, and that's it. You know, really. really well, it was so fr uh, interesting because we had. Uh, last time Blair Packham was on the show, and I we, uh, we talked a bit about modes, and he said, you know, he's, you know, he's a professional songwriter, written for TV and movies, and mm -hmm. you know, had hits and all that stuff. And he goes, you know, I've never, I've never used modes. I don't really know them. Mm. So you know, it's you don't necessarily need to know them to be successful, but it's again another, it's another uh, paint uh, color in your palette. You can. It's, it's another use. yeah. It's yeah, it's another tool in your toolbox, and and the whole point of this exercise is just to bring it to a little bit higher level consciousness. Yes, than than it was before, and you know, and Blair, he, I remember, I remember talking about this on the podcast a while back. I, I saw a video of him. He was interviewed by some other YouTuber or something like that, talking about Last of the Red Hot Fools, where it's kind of a one four five song for the most part, but in the bridge, they modally interchange into the into the parallel minor. Right, right. So he's he's done it. Yeah, he didn't know he was modally. Yeah. He just thought, well, let's go to the minor here and 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 go, you know, do that. Yeah, it's kind of a cool little trick, right? You know, just because you don't label it as a, a modal thing. Yeah, that's true. And you know, these um, exercises are great if you're suffering from writer's block, uh -huh. because you know, if you're on, especially if you're uninspired and going, I don't feel like writing anything. 
going through an exercise like this is a great way of getting out of your own head and and not relying on what you've always done and help you discover something new you know and again it may not be the best song you've written but it'll get it'll get things moving again and that's for sure for the whole point but how about for you how about you for you phil like what is this whole exercise done for you and the way you think about things well i I actually understand modes now um where i didn't i really didn't i mean i Again, I learned about them in school, and I, you know, I know they use them a lot in, you know, Baroque music, which of which I love a lot listening to. But I did, you know, sort of understand it um, at a deep level, and actually sitting down and exploring the the modes and choosing one, and you know, forcing myself to use an approach because I don't generally approach songs that way i sort of come up with riffs and then i do melodies and that's it and eventually scratch out some lyrics um where this you know made me really focus on thinking okay there's that um you know i think i did in in lydia was it dorian it was dorian yeah yours ended up in dorian you started in lydian or something didn't you and then you eventually yeah yeah and i um no, I think it was in Dorian. Yeah, no, I did in Dorian, and um, made a real point of of uh, well, a flat fourth. Anyways, but it's um, I don't know what the hell I'm doing half the time. <laughs> but anyways, it it was great because it really did sort of open up my mind um, to exploring more of the modes, and I think I will again because it is a really fun way of a finding something new and if you've been writing songs along a long time we kind of do the same sort of things or we play the same sort of chords and i do stuff on the piano but now i sort of do the same things on piano and this is a great way of doing different stuff you know it's uh no, I think it was in Lydian. I think it did Lydian. Yeah, I, th- I thought your I thought your whole thing was was. Yes. I, th- I think I think you 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 contemplated Lydian, and you contemplated Dorian, and you ended up back in Lydian. Yes, yeah, I think it was in Lydian. Yeah, because it was. Yeah, because I think I hit the f- the sharp four. Sharp four. Yes, that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it was. Um, it certainly helped me understand modes in a way. Now I I could actually use modes, and sort of somewhat confidently play with them. You know, um, certainly not a master of them, but at least I have some idea of how to use them. And I think there'll be something I use again. How about yourself? How does, how does this whole thing made you? Yeah, for, for me too, it sort of it sort of put it, it sort of put the whole modal thing into a certain space in my head where it kind of makes sense, especially yeah. that, especially that David Bennett video that's on our resource page um, about how he, he sort of looked at it in terms of brightness and darkness. Yeah. Right. Which really made a whole lot of sense to me. And since then I've been, you know, thinking, you know, even my song that I did in Mixolydian, I even said on the podcast, like, it's just like major, but it's a little bit smoother. Yeah. And it does sound like it, and so I'm, I'm I'm getting I'm getting my ear a little more attuned to those sorts of differences. Like when you hear that really frictiony dissonance, then it might be Phrygian, it might be yeah. even Dorian, you know. But um, you know, it's it, 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 it's it's a matter of it's a matter of degrees, and and it's the sort of thing that yeah, for forcing myself to stay within the one mode was an interesting exercise for me because I am used to sort of bouncing around randomly almost. Yeah, yeah. You know, with, with some, it, 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 with not really random, but just like, I think this sounds cool, let's do it. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, but but certainly doing it, doing it, you know, forcing myself to work in one particular way, you know, certainly, you know, resulted in a certain type of song. And I was trying to write a classic rock song. And I think, you know, yeah. for the most part, you know, it's, it's got to be harmonically pretty simple. And, and all live within the same chord palette and stuff. And, and, and that's what I kind of got. So I, I think I think I hit my goal yeah. of what I was trying to do and certainly learn something about how these modes work. And and certainly it's it's raised more more conscious in my mind and, and for sure I'm gonna be using it more um, in the future. Cause I mean, I've always, I always love throwing lots of chords into my songs. So it's not gonna be too much of a stretch, but yeah. maybe, maybe the next song I write, it'll be it, it, it'll be like, like 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 you're saying about the songs or listener songs from tonight. Like they're the trick is being weird without making it sound like it's weird. Yes. Yeah. Like it like it's it's complicated, but it doesn't sound complicated. It doesn't sound difficult. 
you know. And I think I think one of the biggest things for me is, and I think a lot of people who are experienced and have been playing, um, you know, many maybe many years of bands and been you know songwriter and and, and recorded and, and did the whole sort of thing. It's been a long time since I was at the point where I really didn't understand something. At this certain point, you can sort of work with someone you don't know someone, they can sort of tell you something and you go, oh yeah, okay, I get it, because you have enough experience to be able to pull stuff together. This was the first time in a long time where I've kind of gone back to when I was first starting out and I didn't understand anything. And you're just kind of going, oh, I don't... What, what is this? And you're kind of, you're stretching it and it, because at first it doesn't make sense and you're just kind of staring at it going and, and watching these pot, these like YouTube things and going, okay, I guess. And it's so easy when you're experienced and you know what you're doing to not like that feeling and just go back to what you know and because you can get it done this is a great way of forcing yourself myself into that uncomfortable point where I'm, I didn't understand. And it was a real struggle. And I just kind of going, what the, okay. Okay. Like, like was like, I was listening to the stuff and going, okay, I'll take it on faith. It doesn't make any sense to me, but now it does, but it's, it's nice to be able to go back into that state. So. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's, it's it? all sorts of things where you, you, you cut, you know what it is intellectually but can you work with it in your songs? Like, can you actually yes. you actually work it in such a way that it feels organic and it feels natural and it feels right? Yes. You know, without it, without it being forced. Yeah. And and then that takes that takes you know doing a few songs probably in in modes and and playing with it. You know, it made, you you saying that brings to mind that um, uh, I mentioned this on the podcast a while back the 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 music theory iceberg video. Yes. I think, I think that was a David Bennett one as well, where he just went through every little layer and then deeper you go, it's like, oh, I know that, I know that. Never heard of that before. Never heard of that before. <laughs> oh, I know that one. Yeah. And then a whole bunch of others never heard of that before. <laughs> yeah, well, there's there's so much to learn. And, you know, it's yeah. even after close to 10 years of doing this podcast, you know, I'm still, still learning. And uh, I think next year's challenge is going to be it's going to be challenging. It's going to be a tough one. If, if we are going to do what I think we're going to do. Uh, what you mentioned last time? Yeah. Keep it under wraps. It's going to be awful. Yeah. Well, I mean, the last listener song episode, everyone was doing it. That's Remember? true, actually. Yeah, that's <laughs> uh, true. I, mean, I, I have not done, so it'll be a challenge yeah, for me. Yeah. For sure, for sure. But yeah, it's one of those things that, again, you know, you got to do it a couple times and then you sort of... Is it, it's not a question of bringing it to your consciousness, but then, and then doing it in by intention, and then getting back to doing it. Yeah. Not, not by accident, but because it just feels right. Yeah. Well, you want to bring it out of your your brain and into your hands. Yeah. So it just Basically. becomes it just becomes another tool. Yeah. You know, it and one of those things that you do, and it's like, oh yeah, this is cool. And blah, 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 blah. Oh, oh. oh, and yeah. then someone else says, oh, you just you just transmute it into a different mode. I'm like, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what? I did. I did, did. Didn't really, didn't really think about it, but yeah, that's yeah. what I did. Because I, because I did it enough times that I know it. Yeah. And how that you know, sounds, like, and how it works. Yeah, it's like anything. Just gotta do it and try to get better. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. That is all the time we have on Song Talk Radio. Special thanks to all our awesome, awesome listeners. Thank you guys you. are great. Thank you so much, and uh, we look forward to doing this uh, challenge again next year. And like Phil says, it's going to be a toughie <laughs> once again. <laughs> oh, it's, you're not going to like me, but... Uh, yeah, you're going to love us. Um, <laughs> but uh, we do want to hear from you, so please send us your comments on Facebook or Instagram to at Song Talk Radio, or send us an email at feedback at songtalk.ca. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel for live performance videos and full episodes, and subscribe today to the Song Talk Radio podcast on your favorite podcast provider. You can find links to all the products, books, and web services we mention on the show on our resources page on the website. And please visit us our next monthly Song Talk meetup, whether you're in Toronto for our in-person meetups or anywhere in the world for our online meetups. It's free to join on meetup.com and free to attend the meetup. Bring a song and a lyric sheet and get constructive feedback from other songwriters. Stop by songtalk.ca for the link. You can follow me at neomodi.com. You can follow Phil at philemory.ca. 
Awesome. And be sure to stop by the website, songtalk.ca, to browse past shows and find out how you can be a guest. Thanks for tuning in and keep, keep on, on writing. writing. Ooh. Ooh.